Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Rose Shearer here, and welcome to the show. What do we do when our habits fly out the window? Well, you recognize it and you get right back on the horse, okay? Now, I've just returned from a week in Vegas with, uh, there was 12 of us all together with all my friends. We had a whole bunch of 60th birthdays, a 50th. Uh, uh, birthday that was happening while we were there that wasn't 50 or uh, 40 50 or 60 and two birthdays on the cusp side in fact one's tonight we've only been home two days and and my husband's is in two weeks and mine's in three weeks so (laughs) we have this whole crew that was all just looking to get out of dodge now the funny thing was out of this crew uh, none of us have traveled for about three years because none of us took the fake vaccine and that's, I know this is kind of probably odd to have that many people that uh, could see through the lies and said, yeah, that's not for me. But what also meant that we had to accept the consequences of our actions and we were locked in our countries. Uh, now, I come from Canada and all the friends that I was with were Canadian this particular trip. Um, and yeah, we've been locked. We've been locked down for a very long time. So it was really nice. Plus, I have been living in this chronic pain, pretty much all of COVID. The whole COVID crazy coincided with my inability to sit very for very long anymore and so it, I was just literally doctors MRI CT scans and it's like oh my goodness you got some things wrong Shelly and quit blaming you know all this pain on just you know it's my fibro it's my fibro nope sometimes you can have some very serious things like I've got very serious stenosis in my neck where the little nerve endings don't have a lot of room. They've got buildup. Problem is, surgery is probably not going to be an option because I've got a lot of degeneration. So they can't muck around with my spinal column. But it means my arms go numb a lot. I had this, you know, searing pain in my back for a long time, three years ago, until we figured out what was going on. The hip, by the time I went into surgery nine weeks ago, I was bone on bone for a third of it. And that meant tramadol and gabapentin nerve blockers, pretty heavy duty painkillers for the past year just to function. And when I say function, I mean I'm moving around my house and driving the dog to the dog park and wearing a brace. It doesn't mean I'm walking, exercising, having my life. Very, very frustrating. So then what happens is whatever reason, part of mine was COVID, part of mine was medical, that you feel locked down in your life, you go out to do something and it's like, woohoo, all the rules don't apply. Yeah, Shelly cannot do that much tequila drinking by the pool. Okay, just can't happen. And walking, Vegas, you're walking everywhere. Plus, those casinos are huge. I'm on my cane, which does help take the pressure off. But oh my goodness. Yeah, I came home pretty immobile, pretty sore. And revisiting my life, going, hey, you've been really great the last year or two about the two-drink rule. You've been really good about this and this habit. You've been good. And it all just went out the window. Now, that's kind of what vacation is for as well. You want to let your hair down, spend some time with your friends. But there also comes a place where I would have liked the week to be 
just a little better. I wasn't able to go out as many nights as I wanted because of the day drinking, but also because of the heavy walking. I was in a lot of pain. So then it was like, you guys, you know what? I'm going to go get in the hot tub and then it's medication and my book and I'm going to sleep. I would have liked to have done more. The good news was my husband took me out on the Friday night before we left. I was not drinking, but we did go down to Fremont Street with a couple that we hadn't got to spend a lot of time with during the week. The nice thing about 12 people is everyone finds their own friends. But I have an insatiable need to look after everybody. You know, it's my gift of hospitality and service. So Shelly did a little over shopping when the girls and us all went to Costco thinking, oh, everyone will enjoy that. Oh, everyone will enjoy that. Nope. We ended up giving so much stuff away. Uh, I had to make literally a note in my notes. So I'm an iPhone user. And one of the things that helps me with my habits is I keep notes on places that I go to to say reminders because I don't remember, you know, when it's time to go again and, uh, and a to-do list. But my notes are wonderful. It's like, and I had Vegas notes, hadn't been looked at in four years, but there they were. And you get sucked into sometimes peer pressure. My husband this time, no, we're, we don't need all this, all this stuff. We don't need to pack all this. Well, you know what? I get there and part of my enjoyment is, is having fun stuff to change into or to have the things I need and to feel at home and healthy. So made a new note, you know, don't forget this. Don't forget that. But Friday night, he took us down to Fremont Street and the four of us had a fabulous time because we found Dollar Blackjack at the Downtown Grand. Now, I'm a big fan of that hotel, but I understand they're, they're, they're hurting right now. Um, I played $5 Blackjack at a $1 table. It was fine uh, because that's my limit. I like $5 Blackjack. And my husband got on a slot machine that once again entertained him for two hours. So that man, I swear to God, it, it's a, like it's, it has to be almost a miracle when he does lose. He usually makes money or walks away with his fun. And I'm like, seriously? Because I touch a slot machine, it sees me coming. I swear. <laughs> and probably after all these years, I'm attracting that now because I identify with it. <laughs> probably not the case. It is all random, but I'm just saying how it kind of... It plays out. So I enjoy being at a blackjack table and having my couple hours of fun. And I got this little trick, a little segue here. So when I sit down to play blackjack, I never go to the blackjack table with under $200. That was something I was taught years ago when I was taught by a professional. And he says, because you've got to play, the, you've, got to, you've got to give yourself time and, and such. Some of this makes no difference in some places in Vegas because they've got five deck shoes and the odds are crap. And you know what? It's, it's kind of irrelevant. But when it does matter. Some things do make a difference. I play the odds. I'm trained. I was a little nervous because I hadn't played for a while. So my husband hung over my shoulder and tip your dealer, man, they will answer your questions. Anyways, I go in with my $200 buy and give them my my player's card because then you get good comps, you know, down the road for hotel rooms and stuff. If you need them, you get on their mailing list and I start to play. But every time I win, my winnings go into my purse. I play with what's in front of me and I, I will play till it's gone if I'm having a good night. But my winnings are in my purse, which means I'm mitigating my losses. Now that could mean I actually walk away with more. I'm fine with that. Doesn't happen very often. But it also means I might have another $100 to play another night or to play a slot machine with my husband because he just likes to, we just like to be entertained and have fun with all those interactive ones. It doesn't matter. But that's my little trick. So my husband always calls me out to the pit boss. Just so you know, my wife's dashing her winnings. And I'm like, shut up. This is my game here, buddy. Anyways, the eye in the sky knows what I'm doing. There's no one, nothing that goes on a casino they do not see. But it's just my habit. It is a habit uh, around blackjack. Otherwise, you can get drinking and just blow it all. And then I don't get to play again. 
life is about our good habits. You need to let loose and have a great day. It's fine. But when I had the second tequila uh, day drinking with the mango margaritas at the pool, I had forgotten that because I was making them for someone else at one point that I had topped up the bottle of the mango pre-made juice from Costco in the States with more tequila. Then in the end, I threw it into a blender with ice. They were delish, but I'm not going to lie. That was a lot of booze. And my body doesn't react well like that. My joints all swelled up. I'm hungover. I don't want to go out that night. I just want to have a little nap. <laughs> so had to make some, some notes to say, don't forget, this doesn't go well. I had to laugh because here's, here's, is this irony? I'm not sure. I've got a note from years ago in my Vegas. So I, I'm an iPhone user. So I use the notes feature and reminders, junk like that. And my notes feature has a note for every place I travel on a regular basis. So I remember this didn't work out so well. Don't forget they, this offers this, blah, blah, blah. Vegas, don't let Keith do the shopping alone. He goes crazy. Wonderful. Shelly goes shopping with her girlfriends alone and Shelly goes crazy. Yeah. So note to self, look after yourself. As much as I have a gift of hospitality and service, I can't be buying for everybody else. I had friends on this trip that the second they're in my house, they're looking for my tequila. And yet when I bought the 50 bucks worth of mix and tequila, not one single person drank tequila this week. And I'm like, okay. So we ended up giving it to someone that we met there, <laughs> which was great. But it's just like, you know what? Sometimes you can't foresee it all. And that's really hard for someone like me that's a bit of a control freak. So the trick for me then is to just say, no, should anybody want something, we'll run to the store. Two people had vehicles or Uber. We'll run and grab it when we, if and when we might want it. I was doing my typical, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, anticipating all the contingencies. Do you know what? I gave that up a long time ago. It used to be because I wanted my vacation to be perfect. And if anything went wrong, then I just was very upset. It's like, no, we're way past that now. But this one was, okay, Shelly, you know what? You haven't traveled in uh, four years? Four years now. You need to remember how you travel. You need to remember your habits and you need to remember consequences of what happens in places like Vegas. Now, Keith and I are not huge gamblers. I mean, I take my $200 to the blackjack table, like I just mentioned, but, and actually that's, that's what we get. We each get 200 bucks for the week. And when it's gone, we got to go find something else to do. We only go for one good dinner out. I mean, it's, you know, we're talking like the four $400 dinners, but we go to one good steakhouse for the week. We eat in because our timeshare has a full kitchen. My husband doesn't eat breakfast. So we have these habits that aren't necessarily the same as all the people that were traveling with us. And sometimes you have to remember that. You have to realize that, you know, by the time you've said, oh, that's okay for the third time, you are now probably so far away from your healthy habits that you're going to have a tough time pulling yourself, reining yourself back in. So remember your boundaries. Remember why you're there. Now, people... So I mentioned that because this is the deal. People say, how can you stand going to Vegas so often? Because back in the day when I was working, uh, we'd go three, four times a year. Timeshare plus uh, four-day weekends to the wind. They showed us a lot of love. And, uh, and I always had bonus vacations with the timeshare. So, uh, but we're golfers. So we go. We love the shows. We see a show. We golf twice that week if we're going for the whole week. The weekends are just getting dressed up, hanging out in the casino, going for a nice dinner, going to a show, whatever. I have a Vegas wardrobe that I do not even wear in North America. <laughs> I mean at home. 
that is fun for me. That's not fun for everybody. We really discovered that this weekend. Keith and I are pool lovers. We stay by the pool all day long, even if I'm slathered in 60. We love being by the pool, by the water, the swimming, visiting with people. We had friends that joined us this week. They saw the pool for maybe an hour, two max every day, and they were gone to the casino. Not once did they want to, you know, we had a meal together, everyone. I cooked for everyone. Four people didn't even come because it's not what they want to do on vacation. They want to eat out. I have no desire with my health, being a celiac, uh, budget-wise, other things I'd rather spend money on, that I want to be in a restaurant every day, even once a day, let alone two, three times a day, not even on my radar. So you need to understand what makes you happy. And if overspending is part of your stressor, then you need to understand that as well and live within your budget. Um, but you also need to, to loosen up sometimes if you're hanging on really tight to to limiting beliefs and, you know, you should and shouldn't be doing. No, go do what you want to do. Okay, go do it. My bunch went to speakeasies this time, bars, underground bars. It was hilarious. They had a fabulous time, fabulous drinks, great glassware, and just really enjoyed it. And I had no interest in just going to sit in a bar, at, you know, by the way, Vegas is grossly expensive right now and an average drinks $25. So there's no part of me that wants any part of that. But I still went for a really nice dinner for one night and yeah, I paid $23 for a glass of champagne. It is what it is for that one evening. And I, I pour myself into that experience 110%. Then I come home, have a great evening. And the next day I get up and make myself my scrambled eggs, my rice bread, have my orange juice, da da da, head to the pool. It's how I roll. So it can be very interesting when you're with other people that can get you off track. And they're not the ones getting you off track. You're allowing yourself to be off track. So how important are habits? Being aware of your habits and sometimes even running them through your head like a liturgy is important. I believe it's important. Now, I have some memory issues now with my fibromyalgia. I try not and buy into the worry that I'm going to have dementia too young because I don't want to attract that and I am healthier and I take better care of myself than my mother, my grandmother, my grandfather did. I keep my brain active. I eat well. I take supplements for my brain. Is it going to stop it completely? It may not. But genetics are only 25% of what happens to us. The rest is lifestyle and diet and, you know, consequences of actions. So I've made sure that I eat better and, uh, and do what I need to do to be as optimal as possible. But the bottom line is, and really for everyone in my age bracket in their 50s and 60s are saying the same thing, you know, why am I in this room again? What did I come in here for? We do struggle. I sort of joke that it's because our Rolodexes have so much information on them at this age that it takes time to access it. Other things I just need to write down. So some of the things I, I repeat to myself, like a mantra, it's like your self-talk, is that, Shelley, two drinks. No more. You know how you feel. Otherwise... I just get in the moment and I forget about everything until it's too late. Just reminders. You know, if you don't rest today, now that you're having a fibro flare and you've made your hips sore, you're not going to be able to do anything tomorrow. So better to disappoint everyone that was going down to Fremont Street like on the Tuesday night where I was like, guys, I just can't. I, I literally cannot walk anymore. And let them go do their thing because then the next night I'm in like Flynn. You got to just manage it. It's no different than raising children, dealing with work, family. It's all about, you know, some boundaries and awareness. Awareness is 
Is awareness one of my, yeah. In my book, um, High Functioning Habits, I talk about choice. I choose to have good habits, therefore, A, B, and C. I self-talk my habits so they are hopefully a little more unconscious. Your habits should just, shouldn't have to be thought about. But like I say, when you put yourself in a, in a very tempting situation, like, like Vegas, uh, then you got to think about that. So like I say, we used to go there a lot, but we're not living in the casinos. We like to golf. We like to see the shows. We like to go out to, we, you know, sightsee a little bit, putter around, go look at properties. We do all sorts of weird stuff and just sit by the pool. We're quite happy just sitting by the pool. Now that my husband and I are RVers, I grew up with it. He did not. And we've just got our new RV, so we're, we're pretty excited about that right now. It's a little bit bigger, and it's amazing how that, I shouldn't say a little bit bigger, actually, it ended up being a lot bigger because what we wanted, we couldn't find. So we owned a 21-foot adventure, an ex-rental unit. It was like camping with heat and water in a bathroom, and I, I just loved it. But we never had a dining table because it was a situation where two double beds on something that small, my husband's six foot four and 280, okay? Yeah, we're not sleeping together. So the kitchen table at the back was always made down into my bed. And the dog and I slept on that, and he slept overhead. We were so grateful for the two years we had with that. But then we started thinking we would like the 25-footer that had the permanent bed and the dining table and the upper, where we're still going to sleep separately. It was still two double beds, but it had a little shower that wasn't the whole bathroom getting wet and a dining room table that my granddaughter could sleep on when she joined us. Then you get looking around and the prices were insane for these small units. I think of one little slide out. Didn't want a ton of them because they leak. You know, most people say they, you know, most slide outs leak at some point. Just one that slides that table out to give you some floor space. Okay, and then you start seeing those and you're like, oh, okay. Then my husband heads to 32 footers. I'm like, no, we're not going from 21 feet to 32 feet. That is not where we're in with our life right now. We still want a boondock. We're still technically camping. I want to be able to drive it and take it where I want to go with my girlfriends. And, and I'm not the best with big lengthy, despite being a trucker's daughter, didn't inherit that gene. In the end, we settled on a, they call it a 28-footer, but it's 27 and a half feet. So I've got an extra almost seven feet at the back. And I've been test driving it with my husband now that we've got it home. And I got to say, it's a little daunting, but I will get the hang of it. But the nice thing is now we've got a queen-size bed at the back that's a walk-around. A full bathroom with a shower. Way more kitchen storage. And the dining room table slides out. And the passenger seat swivels for extra seating. It couldn't be better for us right now. We are so, so thrilled. Now, we got a really good deal on it, but we always have to laugh. The universe is definitely making us work for it. So I bring this up because having things that you love and having, you know, we talk about boundaries, we talk about habits, but you, you need to enjoy your life. And the thing is, if you do not understand and you do not make a choice for good habits and you do not uh, decide how you want to live and implement that, then the things that you introduce into your life aren't going to be quite as fulfilling. You're going to hang on to a lot of your old limiting beliefs. And mine, of course, was always about perfection. I wanted this, you know, this, this, and this has to happen in this or no, it, no. So we actually annoyed one of our friends that we were uh, traveling with because he didn't tell us he had to work in his room that week. He just came down with his wife so that in the evenings he could join us and there'd be a bit of pool time, but it was really kind of about her. And we sucked up a weekend going out shopping 
and didn't come back in time for him to go to the outlet malls like he wanted to do. And this has been about the third change of plans in tw like 24 hours. And he was like, what is with you people? Well, I used to be very rigid and now I am very fly by the seat of my pants. But you see someone else, that was very, uh, it was actually very hurtful because he felt his wife didn't respect the fact that he wanted to go somewhere. I didn't even know about it. And I'm the one that dragged her out and kept her out. And then I felt bad. I felt really bad. But this is where you have to advocate for yourself, know what you want, and then stand up and say something. It will make all experiences in your life just that much better. And when things are good, you will enjoy them. When things are bad, you will weather them better. You know, you got to kind of roll with the flow a, a fair bit in life, if not at least a little bit. Because rigidity and perfection are a really, really tough way to live. It also starts developing attitudes of judgment against yourself and other people. And again, stepping outside of my comfort zone this week and some of my habits had me uh, self-talking on the way home about what an idiot I was and why did you do this and why did you buy all those groceries and da da da. And it's like, you know what, Shelly? It was a learning experience. You haven't been anywhere in four years. Just make a note. We don't normally travel with that many people, like hardly ever. And it's like, when you are, you just do you. Don't worry about everyone else. They'll look after themselves. Again, that gift of hospitality is a really tough thing to squish down sometimes. So where are we going to go with this podcast? Habits are something that can change. I've talked about this a lot in the past on my podcast. Habits don't always have to be for a lifetime. If your circumstances change, your habits are going to change. If your health changes, your habits are going to change. If your family or marital situation changes, your habits are going to change. Okay, so it's a matter of recognizing what works for you. It is a matter of rec what, recognizing what needs to be with you at all times, regardless of the environment. It doesn't matter that I'm in Vegas versus home. You know, I still took my digestive enzymes and my gut health, especially in a place like that. I still had my hydration stuff with me and I still ate breakfast in my own room and, and looked after myself that way. You need to. I I didn't bring my essential oils this time. Well, my legs were freaking out and I didn't have my rub-on medications that help ease that cramping and that pain that I've, I've lived with leg issues for my whole life. And I didn't bring my mag... Yes, I did bring my magnesium. I'm sorry, I did bring my magnesium. And you know what? We may do, but yeah. You got to remember, if your habits see you through life in your day-to-day, -day, then they need to see you through your adventures as well because like they will just be in my opinion, just better adventures. And it doesn't mean you need to be that rigid. There were lots of things, all my supplements I left home. I didn't need all my stuff for a week. You know, I take three or four things for um, my fibro, my joints, my, um, uh, my sorry, immune system, that sort of stuff. You know what? My body didn't need all that for, for seven days. It needed digestive stuff, gut balancing, and magnesium for my legs. That's what my body needed for seven days. So hopefully this has got you thinking about some of the things you do in your life. And if you fall off the wagon, get back up on the horse or on the wagon. doesn't really matter. It just is a matter of deciding that 80% of the time you're going to live a certain way. Anything you do 80% of the time is a good habit. I've, I've preached that for 20 years now. Uh, because people, I've been in network marketing companies, for instance, that were all health oriented and, and I watch people lose all this weight or get super healthy, but they don't create new habits. 
And then as soon as they're done with the program or whatever, it's like they're just back to their old eating habits, their own lifestyles, they gain all the weight back, they're unhealthy, they're in pain again. And I'm just like, why can't you just stick with the habit and, and have a better lifestyle? Choice. That's why in my book, choice is one of the very first things we talk about. Until you choose to change and implement better habits, you are not going to be able to, uh, to sustain it. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelly at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.